military and families and thank you to everybody who is listening to this on the tactical living podcast it is friday the 13th today (laughs) who knows what that means to you as you listen to this but for me and for my husband actually means two things number one it means that we are sitting in front of my good friend clint's good friend (laughs) mrs ria yoshida ria how are you i'm so We're so, so lucky to have you. And we actually met up at a mastermind, which is where you tend to meet some of the coolest people. So we're very, very fortunate for that. And it's also Clint, and you don't know this, Rhea, but it is our 12 year anniversary weekend this weekend. What what more fitting than to have on a love relationship and sex coach here into our group and onto our podcast. So Rhea, can you just share a little bit with us about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. So happy to be here. I'm a sex coach and I also support um, relationships and intimacy. So I help and support leaders, entrepreneurs, business owners, and just thriving professionals, right? Like why are we out there in the world um, giving value and supporting communities, doing the work that we do when we come home, we want to get some TLC, some loving up. And my experience, and I don't know about yours, but we don't learn this stuff anywhere. We don't learn about sexuality or sex or intimacy or how to actually navigate intimate relationships in school or elsewhere. We're just all of a sudden supposed to know these things, you know, from movies or music or your peer group. But it's a little bit like the blind leading the blind here when um, we have certain examples that. Uh, are set for us, whether it's our parents or our teachers or people in the community. Um, it could be religious, it could be spiritual, whatever it is, it, which is great if you have a great example. And so for some of us who don't have great examples, I get to support them in really understanding what it is that they crave and what they yearn for and how to meet that heart's bullseye. And for me, as you're speaking on this, and we've talked about this actually in person on this, it's people aren't taught specifically, like, this is what I want. This is how you're supposed to do X, Y, Z. It's something that we all kind of are reserved. We're so reserved when we start talking about sex and anything that we've ever been presented with in that nature. It happens behind closed doors, in the dark, and and Dave Asprey said this in his book, Game Changers, and it completely just changed my outlook on it. It's Sex used to be something that happened because you lived in a house with 10 people in one room, and you had a lot of kids. So it was a common practice where now it's something that it's almost shunned compared to how it used to be. Totally. Awesome. So when someone signs up for you, I, we'll get into all the different programs that you offer, Ria, but what are some of the things that you might be able to share with us or to teach us here today? Yeah, absolutely. One of the biggest um, hindrances I see with my clients is just all the sexual shame that we carry in the body, right? So it's this there's a couple of thoughts around it, but it's the thought that a naked body is sexual, 
right? When it's like the reality is we're all in a body, right? And the common like social conditioning or the social norm is to wear clothes. And it's strange to not wear clothes. And it's just like we're swimming in that, um, you know, for lack of a better word, programming or just like social norm or social standard of what's appropriate, what's inappropriate, right? It's very clear from a young age we're taught, especially around potty training, especially as like a kid growing up, um, the body feels good. Like, you know, sexuality, the misconception of sexuality is that we are all sexual beings without having to have sex with each other, right? That mm -hmm. being a person or a human being, sexuality is a form of um, life force. That yes, of course there's a science, right? Like the sperm and the egg meets and there's like a little mini big bang, a little mini big bang that happens inside of you. Um, but you know, what's the energy around that? Like what's really happening in a metaphysical space? which now science has been advanced enough to start measuring metaphysics, right? And, and energy fields. And so we grow up in these societies denying our own pleasure, denying our sexuality, or we're told, you know, don't touch yourself or that's private, or we have all these euphemisms for our genitals that are really shameful, right? I know that when I was growing up um, in public school in New Jersey, um a lot of the derogatory terms were some form of sexual insult right mm -hmm. and like a really good girl you can't do that you had to hide it was very shameful and especially when we're going through puberty and it's such a big deal to have like all these hormones coursing through your body we're all curious we all want to know and then the imprint that's left during that time is that it's shameful that it's not allowed that, that don't touch there, don't do that, don't do this. And, you know, I just, I haven't met a lot of people who grew up in like a wholesome uh, family that talk openly about sexuality, right? Like a lot of my colleagues now are having children and they're raising their kids with a sex positive household, like a sex positive culture, uh, uh, like meaning, the ability to have an open conversation about it. So it doesn't stop being perhaps hard or difficult, but it's about embracing something that's so natural that we that we all have, that we're all curious about, that we all crave to be able to relate with each other. Yeah, for sure. Good morning to everybody watching. Thank you for the happy anniversary. So Ria, what advice would you give to so many people who have been in this confined conditional environment, especially growing up and in our, our most prime years when we are being developed, who grow into adulthood, sometimes less than adulthood, and they do get into those intimate relationships and they, whether they know it or not, still have those underlining truths about themselves. Yeah. yeah. So how, how does one get over that? Great. Great. So, um, it's internal work, right? So we go to the gym, we work out our muscles, we um, eat really clean, we eat a healthy diet, we read, we, we change our mindset, we learn about money, we learn about whatever subject it is we want to excel at in life. And this is another aspect we get to excel at in life. And it's doing the internal work. So it could be picking up a book, it could be listening to a podcast, but it's about allowing yourself or giving yourself permission to explore sexuality for yourself, 
right? And that's a huge step. Like that's already going against culture. Like to even acknowledge, hey, I'm a sexual being. Hey, I enjoy my sexuality. I enjoy pleasure. I enjoy my body. Now I'm in this intimate relationship. Whoa. Now I get to share sexual energy or have sex or be intimate with another human being. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I, you know, I like, I kind of just fumbled through it. Like a lot of experiences I hear is the initial sexual experiences where they were like drunk or they were high or there's like some kind of inebriation happening, right? Because we get intimidated by something we don't know. Um, or maybe it's like you just kind of watch porn and you mimic porn, right? There's a lot I could say about it, but the summation is like, hey, if you're going to watch like an action film, right? If you're going to watch like Fast and the Furious or, you know, the, the, the latest James Bond or something or Marvel movie, you're not going to start, you know, speeding down the highway and like looking for aliens to shoot, right? You're not going to jump. Well, I don't know. Maybe some of us. Depends. <laughs> some people in this group, you know, are into that. <laughs> but, um, you, you know, we're not going to do that. So because we know it's a movie, we know it's fiction. So it's the same thing with porn. Porn is made for entertainment. Porn is designed to stimulate the mind. I think it's great if we are conscious when we watch it as a form of like, wow, you know, like that's kind of like kinky and, and cool. And, and like, it's fascinating. It's interesting. As long as we don't collapse that it's made for entertainment and it's not reality. Hmm. I, I know that you work with a lot of high performers and I would imagine that you ran into this before. So I have a, a super curious question and, um, you know, like Andrew tells us, Andrew Cruzy, we need to ask very selfish questions. So, if you were to work with a client and, and it's one individual who does want to explore that and who does want to work on the self work and they have a partner who maybe isn't up to par with that, what advice do you give to them? Great question. So what I would give that question is that your sexuality is yours and pleasure is your birthright. And you get to explore your own sexual sexuality within yourself and there's so much you can do, so much. And we, so it's the thought that even like the premise of the question, right, is this foundation that we're taught that sex only happens between married couples, right? Sex only happens or is allowed to happen or is okay or good or moral to happen between two people who are in a committed relationship, right? Because it's sacred. And my like, invitation here is to think about, okay, does sacred have to mean exclusive, right? Does sacred have to mean that it's reserved? It could still be sacred and it could be shared. If we look at all the, you know, seven wonders in the world, right? All the sacred sites, whether it's like um, different mountains or different temples that have been built from thousands of years ago, these sacred sites are meant to be visited. They're meant to be seen, they're meant to be experienced, they're a part of culture. What if our bodies are also sacred sites that are meant to be visited, meant to be explored. And so my invitation to someone who's in partnership, and like I celebrate monogamy, I celebrate marriage, I celebrate whatever people choose, right? I celebrate a person's choice. It's to offer them, you are a sovereign being, and you get to explore your own sexuality, run your own sexual energy, 
whether it can be in the form of self-pleasure or you don't have to touch yourself at all. You don't have to do anything. It doesn't have to look like anything other than an exploration of energy, an exploration of the mind, mindset, a way of opening the heart, a way of opening yourself up into your emotions, into your feelings. And all of it's related. And if we really think of like the genitals, um, that's where all the shame goes. That's where the shame is held in the body and like the muscle memory, in the cellular memory, right? I mean, if we just think about it, we all have genitals. We're not like walking around like Ken doll and Barbie doll with like crotchless, right? Like it's it's a part of nature. If we look at the the earth, right? Life and death is a part of it. And I think people in this group would really appreciate how precious life is because perhaps they've touched on death at some point, right? We eat food, we digest food, and it comes out of us as compost. We take the nutrients that, that are useful to us, the vitamins that are useful to us, and we expel waste. And it's like this holistic way of being in the world to think that sexuality is not like separate, right? We're a holistic being. And if you're out in the world and you're doing, you know, heroic duties, like a lot of people in this group, then you, you're, you're in touch with a part of life that most people aren't. You're in touch with understanding that we are these physical beings that are really delicate, but also really strong. We have like bone and flesh and blood that pumps through us. And it's like, it's amazing to be human. It's a miracle that we're on this giant rock, like hurling through space. Like how life has even happened is incredible. And yet we choose to confine ourselves into certain social conditioning and certain belief systems that prevent us or, or block us from fully experiencing the human experience. And so my work, yes, you know, like I'm a sex coach and I support people's sexuality and intimacy. I think it's brilliant and powerful. And the invitation is through sexuality and through sex, you can have so much healing so much more love, so much more connection to your own body and to each other. So it's like a, a gateway drug into a more fulfilling and satisfying life overall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I love your energy when you speak to that effect. Um, treat your body like an amusement park. Your body is a sacred place that should be appreciated and explored, love that. And I think a lot of people are feeding off of your energy. I know when we met up in person, we had that discussion and I was talking to you because I know with my own clients, a lot of the times it's so easy for us to get naked in bed with somebody, but it's so difficult for us to have those naked conversations with one another. And in, in your work, Rhea, if you are working with clients like that and they are unfamiliar with, let's just say, neuroplasticity as a whole and opening up those neural pathways and allowing a new pattern interrupt to come in and take place, what advice do you give to them or what tools can they turn to as resources to start with? Great. So I always have people slow down. I think it's so important to really just slow down and start noticing sensations in the body. Right, so obviously, like, I, I'm a total geek and I can geek out on so many things. And I really invite people to come back to the body, come back to knowing that there's a nervous system 
right? And that we have all these body sensations and what, what does it feel like to actually take a deep breath and come back into the body? Like the body has an intelligence that the mind often overrides. And so I teach clients how to really listen to their body, to their nervous system, to what's happening, because the nervous system is constantly asking its environment, are you a friend or are you a foe? Am I safe or are you gonna hurt me? Are you a friend or are you a foe? Are you gonna, is it okay for me to be vulnerable here? Because we're all vulnerable. You know, we, we all have pain and we all seek joy and we all would rather give up pleasure to avoid pain. It's just like the human condition of how we're wired. And so allowing persons to be vulnerable takes something, you know, like safe space takes something. And sexuality and eros has been so misunderstood and so shut down that we're dealing with like, um, you know, a grain of sand in like an entire beach. And so it's an opportunity to really slow down, to get present to what's alive. And when we start noticing our own bodies, our own sensations, our own reactions to our, you know, because we have like a whole internal world and then, and then an external world. And when we can start noticing this within ourselves, it'll be so much more fulfilling and rewarding to then be with your beloved, to be with your partner, to be with another human in an intimate way and share that space together. Yeah, yeah that's really beautiful. Rhea, I know that you started up your own Facebook group and we have um, like a wait list for it already, which is super exciting. And I want to, before we wrap this up, I want to make sure that we touch on that because I want to make sure that we're able to funnel people into you because in your group, and at least from what you've shared to me, you're creating a platform to where people can dive into things I've never heard other people ask aloud in a public forum. And people, people are so attracted to that because I think deep down, we all have that primitive nature that is just like begging to come out, but social norms constrict us in so many ways. So can you talk a little bit about your group and what people might be able to expect and what it's called? Absolutely. So I have a, a group called Sexy Simple. And uh, the URL is on my cover photo uh, on my Facebook profile page, but basically, you know, facebook.com slash groups slash sexysimple.new. It's a new group that, um, is accepting enrollment right now, and it'll open when 300 people join. But it's a private, closed group. It's a safe space to really make it simple again, to, like, enjoy and talk about sex, to have sexuality. This is, like, one of the biggest taboos that that's present right now in the world, right? Like, I mean, yeah, there's so much that that's come up, whether it's the Me Too movement, um, you know, sexual harassment in, in corporations or companies. Like we live in a very sterile society that doesn't really honor what you just touched on, uh, the, the primitive side, right? We're still an animal. Like we, we still have desires and animal needs. And when we when there is no safe space to explore it or talk about it or to have a conversation around it, to ask questions about it, to hear peer-to-peer -peer experiences about it, then it goes into the shadow. And when things are repressed, suppressed, oppressed, you know, it's like waiting to explode or it comes out in a very unhealthy, immature and sneaky way. 
when the reality is we're all sexual beings, we all have sexual desires to, to different extents, different spectrums. And when it's not honored, when it's not um, allowed, when it's a big taboo, there's a black market for it. And that's exactly why I do what I do is to really bring it into awareness that we all have desires and how can we all celebrate desires and so that it doesn't come out sideways, that we can face it and really bring you know consent into the picture, bring honor and respect into the picture. And so Section of Simple, I have like really hot new content that's like waiting to be unleashed. And I touched on anywhere from like skills and techniques. Um, I talk about mindset. I talk about like different exercises and practices you can do with the beloved, self practices you can do with yourself. Like ask questions, like talk about all the things that's related to sex and sexuality and break it down in a way that's digestible because it can be really overwhelming. It could be really shocking to the nervous system. So it's a way to take something that is really complicated, you know, like sex and sexuality is complex, it's complicated. And how can we just come back to uh, your center in it, be able to step into like the eye of the storm, because sexual energy is really powerful and so easily understood. And so how can we step into that and own it so that we can have more empowered leaders in the world who are getting laid and happy. Can you just imagine if all the people who make all these decisions in the world, who, who are managing corporations and companies, who are running countries, if they were all sexually satisfied, what kind of decisions would they make from that space? If they were all connected to their hearts, to their bodies, to each other, they were able to be intimate and comfortable and vulnerable with each other when needed, like what kind of a world would that create? If I had a mic in my hand, I would like drop it in front of you right now, Bria. That's awesome. So everyone's asking here if we can get um, the Facebook name again. I'll drop it in the comments below. Um, Ria, apart from the group, if somebody, what, what does a one-on-one -on -one coaching look like working with you? Yes. So I have um, my one-on-one -on -one coaching right now. I have a course that I work one-on-one -on -one with people. I really keep them deep dive because it's rewiring a whole conversation that's that you were born into, right? So I'm 35 years old. I'm up against like 35 years of programming in a in a culture that's already pre-existed before I was born. So that takes something. That's like heavy lifting. I'm like a sexual energy heavyweight championship, you know, person right now. And it's like it's reps in the gym. It's just reps in the gym. You know, you train, you get good at something, it's muscle memory. And it's sometimes more insidious because you can't see it, right? The sexual shame that runs up in us, uh, we often experience it when we're in a sexual interaction with a lover. And maybe like, you know, it's like, I can't get an erection or I'm not getting, you know, self-lubricated enough or there's pain or, you know, I just shut down, I disassociated. Or maybe it's like, I can't climax or I don't know how to orgasm. I can't relax enough. There's like all these symptoms that pop up. But it's about getting under the belly and to really go deeper and to just allow whatever it is to be natural, to be a part of the experience, to be accepting of it 
And how can we celebrate each other in partnership or in your own lovership with yourself? Because it starts there. And it, it's um, it's not mutually exclusive, right? Like, yes, love yourself to love someone else. But you know what? Being loved by someone else really helps loving yourself. Kind of like the chicken or the egg, you know? It's true. They're both great. And how can we amplify that? How can we 10 exit? So my specialty is like taking what exists and to 10 exit that life, to 10 exit intimacy, to like turn up the knob. I'm really good at turning up the volume. Awesome. So apart from your group then, how, excuse me, how can they contact you directly if they are looking for perhaps working with you one-on-one? -on -one? Absolutely. I'm on Facebook. PM me, um, send me a message. Uh, I can also drop my email address, which is hello at riayoshida.com. That's R-I-A-Y-O-S-H-I-D-A. -A -A. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, cool. Yeah, finally, someone else understands. I have always said that government negotiation should start with an orgy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you imagine if like the government negotiations, if it did start with like hand-holding? And everyone taking a deep breath and being like, wow, you're a human too. So am I. <laughs> you know? Yeah, or or just kind of extreme. I mean, I'm totally into it. <laughs> but like just acknowledging, right? But we, we come into these negotiations with so much strategy, so much agenda, so many blocks around the heart. You know, because we're so focused on getting what we want at the expense of someone else instead of recognizing that. You know, if we're all um, met, then the world would be a place where we get to step into that. It's, and here's the fact is like, it takes effort. It takes work, it takes effort to collaborate. It takes a longer time to really hear everyone out and it's worth it. What do we get to create if we do that? Instead of trying to just be goal-oriented you know, and like the euphemism of like sexuality here is like, just like shove it in, get it out, good night, right? Instead of that, what would it be like to suspend disbelief or suspend goal orientation and to just appreciate and enjoy it? And welcome the, the energy polarity of like a feminine way of doing something, a masculine way of doing something, and to really like ravish the lover. I mean, who here doesn't want to be ravished? Who here doesn't want to be like totally surrendered and held and juiced up and appreciated? You know, yeah. and it's scary. It's it can be really um, vulnerable to relinquish that level of control and to allow. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Yeah, I, I'm so appreciative, not only for the guidance and the advice that you've given, but also for the utmost classy way that you present a topic that can be something that is very, well, obviously it is very taboo. People don't like to talk about these things. And I think that what attracts me to you the most, actually, it was an instant connection. Like, <laughs> And to be able to have such vulnerable conversation with somebody who at one point was a perfect stranger with myself, and I'll speak for just myself, I think that it's really amazing what you're doing in the platform that you're creating. And I'll drop your links down below, and I'll also put them in the show notes up on the podcast. And we are just so appreciative for you spending time and space with us this morning. So thank you. Yes, thank you so much. I'm so honored and grateful. and. Yes, you know, like uh, sexuality can be spiritual. You can have grace with it. 
And, and I know that, you know, like the porn industry or like sex work, or like red leg districts in all the cities, they have this like really strange um, energy to it that we don't always get, right? Like it's like a switch. It's either on or it's off. Mm-hmm. You know, when actually there's so much more nuance and subtleties and ways of being that can be really healing and fulfilling. And I really think of my sex as a meditation, as a prayer. You know, it's like I really feel honored that, that I have this body and that I have blood running through me. I have life force running through me that I have muscles I get to move and, and a nervous system I get to regulate and, and live in and, and share that, you know, with my lover. And yeah. it's so healing. It's so comforting. It's like, oh, my God, this is what's amazing when I work with clients is they actually say, I feel more at home. Mm-hmm. I feel more like myself. I feel way more comfortable. I'm like way less anxious. and you know, way less shame. I have like less weight to carry around. And I get to be and and have a sense of inner peace that I didn't even know was possible. Yeah. And there, I know there are a lot of complexities to this, but if you, as you listen to this are looking to essentially just stop making it so fucking complicated, I would encourage you to just reach out to Rhea. Again, I'll drop your information in the link below. And I have a feeling I'm going to pull you back in here to do this again, Rhea. So thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, yes. yes. I also have a question too, right? Like, how do you do this thing? I, like, what does this even mean? That's also fun for me. <laughs> cool. Cool. Awesome. Well, have a good rest of your weekend, and I will talk to you later. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.